our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. I never thought I would have to say this, but I uh, am in a spot right now where it's important to get the record straight. All right. So there was a post on another website that I reported LSU, Blake Baker, done deal. I never said that on last night's live stream. But what we do know at this point is Blake Baker is in the running. All right. And I understand a lot of us are dying to know if Blake Baker is going to be the next defensive coordinator, because if there's one thing LSU fans love, it's a coaching search. And if there is another thing that LSU loves on top of a coaching search is when you hire one of your own, a Louisiana guy, a guy that has coached at Louisiana Tech and, of course, has coached at LSU. So let me set the record straight. During the live stream last night, I got a message saying that. Uh, things were were moving, all right? And then national reporters who uh, get paid to do the insider thing, I am not an insider, by the way, uh, I've said Blake Baker is a leading candidate, okay? I have always believed when it comes to coaching searches, the most obvious things hardly ever happen. And this is very obvious, right? Blake Baker, Louisiana native, uh, or his wife, is uh, the, the the one that really loves Louisiana, Mandeville, um, as we discussed yesterday. And it would make a lot of sense going from Missouri to LSU. But during the same live stream, I also said that Blake Baker has a lot to consider when it comes to staying at Missouri, right? Missouri is a program on the rise. I do believe Missouri is a school that could compete in the modern SEC because Missouri is a relatively decent, fertile recruiting ground. It's not ever going to recruit on the same level of a Texas and LSU, definitely not a Georgia or Alabama, but they've got good coaching and they've got some good fertile grounds and obviously some NIL money to go get some really good players um, this offseason. So it's important to understand that I was just relaying information, never said anything was final. And I, I say that because a lot of people, when it comes to the defensive coordinators um, in, in the LSU media sphere, has gotten things wrong. And especially when it comes to coaching searches, it is one man's decision ultimately, Brian Kelly. And all it needs to do is get signed off by Scott Woodward and the Board of Regents when it comes, obviously, to the actual contract. So it is very important, all right? LSU is very important to get to the point uh, when it comes to LSU football making this next defensive coordinator move, right? We, w- we want to do it quickly, right? Well, it doesn't need to be done quickly, in my estimation, for this reason. The signing class has already happened. Okay, so the class is already locked in. So it's important for Brian Kelly to not just rush into things just for the sake of rushing into it. But what I would tell you about Blake Baker is it is rare that you see a defensive coordinator discuss anything 
with the opposing team athletic director before a game like Blake Baker did earlier this year. So I don't know his relationship with Scott Woodward really at all, but I do know he loved being at LSU. He loved coaching Devon Clark. He enjoyed being um, a part of this program, and he was a very good coach while he was here. Okay? Now, the next thing before I get into another name for the defensive coordinator search is I understand when you do these kinds of things, when you do these kinds of shows, it's important to note that there's always going to be a hot buzz name. All right. I would say at this point, before we move to these next two names here, I think this decision is a lot harder than, well, Missouri compared to LSU. All right. Because the pressure on him at Missouri will not come nearly as close to the pressure he will receive at LSU. It is not even close. And he knows this. Okay, especially considering how bad LSU defenses have been. Okay, he will have a far longer leash in Missouri than he would at LSU. I'm not saying there's not pressure at Missouri to build off of what they did last season, but um, when you go to LSU, especially after what we've dealt with since the 2019 LSU defense, we've really had rough, rough, rough defensive seasons. He knows that results are wanting to be relatively immediate. And I I, I just wanted to, to, to point that out. Okay. Now, the next thing Bo Davis, Corey Raymond, be very careful what you hear. Okay. One thing to keep in mind is think of the most rational way. Of thinking, I didn't say that's merely at all. Just think rationally when it comes to any type of decision. Okay. Perfect example here. When those who said, you know who would be retained, I kind of don't want to say his name because we've said it so much, but I'll say it once Matt House. Do you really think Brian Kelly, who is a Hall of Fame level coach, who publicly called out defensive play calling after the Alabama game? Do you really think he was going to retain Matt House after this season? No. Okay. So it's always important to think common sense because Brian Kelly is a common sense guy. Now, let me ask you this when it comes to Bo Davis. Do you know how much money he makes at Texas? He makes $1 million a year to be a defensive line coach at Texas a top five job in America is defensive line coach at Texas. That's one of the best defense line coaching jobs you could possibly have, right? Texas every year has great defensive linemen. We know this, but it's still a top five job lives in Austin has probably great uh, things outside of the million dollars. If we were to get him to LSU, do you know how much money that would cost? It's not like LSU has a money issue. They could get it done, but, it would be very expensive, right? I don't think he would want to take a paid deduction, even if it means moving back home, right? When Cortez Hankton moved to LSU, he got a pay raise. When Brad Davis made the move to LSU, he got a pay raise, okay? That matters, all right? I want Bo Davis to be the next defensive line coach at LSU because he is one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. But understand, it's not as simple as him just coming home. All right. Same thing is true 
with Corey Raymond. All right. It's not as simple as, well, the boosters want Corey Raymond to be back. We want DBU to be back. Corey Raymond right now doesn't have a job. It would make perfect sense to bring him back. But once again, think rationally. All right. Corey Raymond's secondaries for four consecutive seasons at two different schools that have produced so many NFL defensive backs have not been good. Now, by the day, I hear more and more Corey Raymond spoke. I totally get it. I'm included in the Discord that it is amazing the amount of texts I hear about Corey Raymond being the next defensive back coach, and I am open to anyone. He would definitely be an improvement over the secondary uh, that we've had because he knows Louisiana. It'll it'll create some recruiting buzz. It will create some buzz nationally. But it's important to understand that even with Blake Baker, you would be if, – if Blake Baker and Corey Raymond came, were, were to come back, you would be bringing back guys that you had already let go, per se, if that makes sense. So it's – it's very interesting, all right? I, ju- I just wanted to put that out, all right? It's not that I'm against any one of those three names. I would be fine, actually ecstatic, if that was the three coaches that were coming over. It's just sometimes not that obvious. One more thing I'll include is Brian Kelly will play this close to the vest, all right? This is a situation where... You know, leaks and stuff like that could happen. And look, I, I, I it, it could be anyone. It could be anyone at, at, at this point. All right. Uh, the bottom line, though, is if Blake Baker is the next defensive coordinator at LSU, I would love it. I love Blake Baker's style of defense. I loved watching the Missouri defense. And the one thing about the Missouri defense I really loved this past season was they were physical. They played fast. Their DBs had turnover after turnover after turnover. Chris Abrams' drain uh, was one of the SEC's leaders in interceptions. He was once an LSU commitment. It was amazing to watch him and Rake Strong, their corners, really good players. Their defensive line was very physical. 15 was a really good player for them. I like Blake Baker a lot, as you guys could tell from last night's live stream. I'm going to give you one more name a name that I brought up quite a bit, even towards the end of the Madhouse era, and that is Lance Gidry. I do like Lance a lot. I know I've made that joke a lot, Lance a lot, okay, whatever. Um, I think Lance is a very interesting name. He's uh, obviously connected being from Louisiana to some of the coaches on the staff now. He was really good when he was in Louisiana at McNeese, and then this year at Miami, it's it's been fine. Uh, they've played in some absolutely chaotic games. Uh, the A&M game defensively wasn't the best for Miami. I know that. But that's a guy who would be very hungry and is on the ascent in his career. Not obviously as young of a hot shot as like a Blake Baker, but uh, I, I like Lance. I, I really, really, really do. So those those would be the two names, but it could be a wide variety of people. I know some of you are very interested in Jim Leonard. I know some of you are very interested in um, 
the, the, the defense coordinator at Michigan. What if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL? Could we shell out enough money uh, to get the D.C. from Michigan and pay him $1.5 million or whatever it would take uh, to get him? He would obviously be very good, Jesse Minter. So we um, – I'm, I'm very interesting. All right? TLV, that's fine. Huh? 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 I, I got to be real. All right? I don't know anything. You want to know why? Because I'm always going to be open with you. I just know that there is smoke with Blake Baker. That's all I got to say. And I'm not predicting anyone being the next defensive coordinator. Nobody knows. All right. I would be very skeptical um, unless it's, of course, a Pete Dammel or someone of that nature, Ross Dellinger or someone like that. I'll predict that Ross Dellinger breaks the news. Huh? 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 So there you go. Let's go to LD88. He loved my video analysis on the Nuspus. I really appreciate it. That is on the Patreon page. So if you go to patreon.com slash LSU football, we have already done an all 22 breakdown of Garrett Nussmeyer's best throws. And on Twitter, we've also done a breakdown of Garrett Nussmeyer's best throws. So check it out. Power Hour LSU on Twitter. His final touchdown throw, we did a breakdown on how um, they actually stole a play from the Florida State game. That was one of Jaden's worst misses on the season, one of the few misses he had on the season. And guess what? He uh, they, they brought the playback, and it worked. All right? Now, next thing I want to get into, obviously, is Bryce Underwood. But before we do that, we say hi to um, quite a few people. Edward, good to see you. We did get a super chat before uh, the live stream from Matt. Best case scenario for replacement coaches. I, I, I'm, I go back to what I said last night. Um, Obviously, the best, best, best case scenario would be uh, the Michigan D.C. or Dave Aranda or Clark Lee, but that's just not going to happen. Um, I am perfectly fine with the Blake Baker, uh, Joe Sloan brain trust. I'm perfectly fine with that. So I'll I'll just leave it at that before Tiger Droppings puts me out there again as saying something is going to happen. But I think the most likely scenario next season, if I were to guess, it's just a guess, it's Blake Baker and Joe Sloan being the brain trust next season. We decided Jared on Facebook, please go share this on uh, Facebook. Okay. Um, Spectrum says, if we don't hear anything regarding Baker by Monday, he's not interested. Side to Allen. Okay. Side to Charlie Todd. Yeah. I might have to go all night tonight. I I'm, I'm on a different level because I know most of y'all want to talk about the DC situation, but there are a lot. And I mean, a lot of things I want to get into. Now, of course, the defensive coordinator is the most important story when it comes to LSU football. It's more important than Harlem Berry, and that's a pretty big deal. And it is more important than the next player I'm going to discuss because we the, the defense needs to get overhauled and in a major way, all right? But... I do want to talk about Bryce Underwood because this will be the last time we will be live before Saturday when Bryce Underwood is supposedly going to make his decision. Recruiting announcements always get pushed back, especially one of this caliber. All right. Bryce Underwood is a very big deal. All right. Got to be real. Bryce Underwood is the real deal. Okay. He can really play. This is wonderful news for LSU that we are in it. 
I understand a lot of you only care if we get them. And I also only care if we get them, right? Obviously, the disaster scenario is he picks Alabama or he picks a team that we will play, um, obviously, in the, in the future. Okay. The next best scenario is if he goes to Michigan, right? Because that means he's going to a school that we won't play unless we see him in the playoff. I feel pretty good. Um, You know, both of those schools have quarterbacks. I think um, George McIntyre is going to pick Alabama. And I think uh, Michigan, they already have a 2025 quarterback committed. Um, This would be a massive start for the 2025s. And the 2025 class could be the championship class. Now, I understand that that doesn't excite a whole lot of you because that is way into the future. If I am saying the 2025 class could be the championship class, that means we're competing for playoffs in theory, their sophomore and junior seasons, which is 2026 and 2027. That is a million years from now, it seems. We will have already played Clemson home and away by then. That's how long uh, it is in the future. Okay. The truth, though, is it's a massive deal. This would be the number one recruit we have ever brought in per his composite ranking. And even if he was at the same, even and him and Leonard Fournette are about the same when it comes to their recruiting ranking. Um, but even if that weren't the case, this being a five-star out-of-state quarterback would be huge. Okay. Now, the next question you guys would probably want to know is how often does the number one overall quarterback turn into something? And the answer to that is very often. Okay. So there are some years where like the number one overall quarterback is like a Spencer Rattler, and he's obviously good, but not great. But in recent years, it's mostly been accurate. Okay. So, um, you know, most recently, to be fair here, Kate Klubnik of Clemson, he's not really been that good. But you look at all the other number one quarterbacks before that. That's Quinn Ewers went to a college football playoff. Okay. Uh, Just recently. Even though I don't think Quinn is that great, he's, he's good. Then you have Caleb Williams, Heiser Trophy winner. Then you have Bryce Young, Heiser Trophy winner. Trevor Lawrence, college football playoff national champion. They've gotten better at rating the number one overall quarterback. Okay? He's good. He's very, very good. Um, I do believe the hype. I've, I've watched a decent amount of him. Okay, he's a dual threat. Um, I, I just think he's a difference maker. I really do think so. All right? And we get to another super chat here with Josh Carter. When you say BU is the dude, are you saying he could come in and start right away? Well, Colin Hurley has a lot to say about that. All right. And many others would have a lot to say about that as well. Garrett Nussmeyer being one of them. Because if Bryce Underwood commits and Garrett Nussmeyer wants to stay two seasons as a starter, obviously Bryce Underwood would have to sit. Okay, or Colin Hurley. Ricky Collins would also have a lot to say about that. A.J. Swan has two years or has three years to play, two. He would have something to say about that. But what I would tell you about Bryce Underwood is in an interview, 
And he's not done many public ones. He did an interview where, and I included the clip. I'm, I'm blanking out on where the interview was. Uh, you could see our Decorian Moore breakdown where I, I did a deeper dive on Bryce Underwood. Um, he said that immediate playing time is a big deal to him. Okay. But if you're a five-star quarterback, you also have to look at certain situations, right? That's not always guaranteed. You know, Quinn Ewers had to sit a year before he transferred to Texas and became the guy. Uh, Justin Fields had to sit a year before he transferred and 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 became the guy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence um, won the job during the season. Caleb Williams won the job during the season. So it's possible to win the job during your first season, okay? But I'm telling you right now, he could start right away. And the truth is, I'm a Colin Hurley guy. I, I do like Colin a lot. That would be one of the more intense quarterback battles we will ever have at LSU with those two, Ricky Collins and A.J. Swan, if they're still here. Okay? But, man, I think it's going to be hard for Bryce Underwood to say no to LSU. His buddy DeCorian Moore is committed to LSU. Harlan Berry is committed to LSU. You're telling me I could go to a school with a sterling offensive line reputation, a school with the best wide receiver reputation that already has the number one running back and the number one wide receiver committed there. It, it seems like a no-brainer, right? And you know the QB coach and OC um, pretty well. I understand Dembrock leaving probably concerns some of you, and it is a concern when it comes to landing a, a commitment of this nature, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm not the biggest recruiting fan, especially when it comes to 2025s, but if it's a player of this caliber and it's coming up on his commitment date, you bet your ass I'm going to talk about it. Okay? So, really freaking excited. I'm really, really, really freaking excited. Okay? Now. I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but it seems he's more of a project than we think. Well, yeah, I mean, every quarterback at this age uh, has things that they need to work on. Golden Boots says, I still haven't said Arch. Well, I want it to be fair because he's not, I mean, this is his very, very, very first year, and he wasn't ever going to play over Quinn Ewers. But, you know, they said that he closed the gap on Malik Murphy, and I think Malik Murphy can play. So that's not here nor there. Okay. I said, I said, ass twice this week. My guy's becoming a rebel. Mm. I sound like Stephen A. Smith on here. <laughs> oh, man. Jared uh, says it's tough to get super hyped about a 2025 QB because that seems to be the position that has the most offseason transfers. If Ness is a starter in 2025, we could have a disgruntled Underwood. Yeah, I mean, all quarterbacks are disgruntled to a certain degree if they're not starting. But we'll tackle that beast when it gets here. All right. Let's go to Dion with the super. I really do appreciate it. Will we get our old OC back? Uh, I, I I don't know who you're referencing. 
So there you go. But let me know which old OC, and I will, I will happily talk about it. If you're referencing Steve, Steve Insminger, I could tell you he is happily retired. Okay? But I will say his son won a state championship as an OC this year for Ruston High School alongside Kyle Williams. So shout out uh, to the Ruston Bearcats. Let's go. Okay? Let's go to TJ. Hey, it's okay. If you super, we'll go to any topic you want to get to. Some of you have already asked me about Cat Williams, <laughs> the, the interview heard around the world. And for those that don't know, Cat Williams said on the Shannon Sharp podcast that the next defensive coordinator at LSU is Ed Orgeron. So you don't need to go listen to the podcast. I I, I have it for you right here. Uh, not trying to switch topics. Um Oh, he was before I get to TJ's. He was referencing Joe Brady. Uh, no, Joe Brady is um, is is an NFL OC, and I think the Bills are going to keep him. Matt Canada is unemployed right now, but I don't think Brian Kelly is going to go in that direction. Um, how much do coach salaries affect potential NIL deals, and how much do boosters weigh that into a decision? That's a very good question. Okay. I don't think it matters too much now, right? I do think it will, though, TJ, when um, when we get to the point where the schools are paying players a salary, okay, uh, which seems inevitable that every football player gets, what, like 25 or 30K or something like that. Um, sure. Uh, so I, I get what you're saying, TJ. Do should we weigh how much we pay a coach when a position coach can sometimes only be as good as a player or, or the players that they have? And this actually been brought up to me before, and it, it is kind of a slippery slope, right? Where it, if we're paying, you know, let's just use, I don't know, Frank Wilson as an example. He makes 900K a year. All right. That's a lot of money. You know, would it would it be better served to 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 not pay him that much and use the two hundred K and he makes seven hundred K and use two hundred K on the players? Well, my retort to that would be, well, Frank Wilson is worth every penny because even if you give just one player fifty of that two hundred K, he is going to make up for it for the recruits he's going to get anyway. Right. It didn't take that amount of money uh to to, to get Harlan Berry and to get James Simon coming up here. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know what the guarantees or demands were, if there are any at this point. Um, but I do think it will weigh moving forward because I do believe the price will go up. Okay. I, I think when people realize how much paying a player could move the needle for you, um, more money will be poured into that player or whichever player, a group of players. And I think that's that's coming up when these are salaried employees. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Let's go to Sibley. Carter, can LSU be the first team to break the portal 
flow. I think he meant to say portal where players commit to a team for three to four years. I think the portal will produce bad experiences in the future. Is that logical? Okay. Let's start with the back and then we'll go to uh, the front. Okay. Will the portal have an overall negative impact on college football in the future? Yes and no. I think the intent of the transfer portal was to give players who weren't playing a lot at a university freedom to move to another school. Okay. So if you're fourth or fifth string, move to another school and boom shakalaka, you got a new you got a new outlook on life, right? The truth though is it's actually been the opposite. The best players have leveraged the portal into new NIL opportunities at a new school. Okay. Obviously the most famous example of this happened today, right? Where Quinshawn Judkins of Ole Miss, the best running back in college football the past couple of seasons, you can argue Blake uh, Blake Quorum. Uh, he said, look, Ole Miss, you're not paying me enough. And I will say, I think the Quinchon Judkins thing that happened today, to go along with TJ Super Chat, I think what happened today is going to be a big needle mover because this was the first real public situation where this was a money issue, where Ole Miss and Ole Miss boosters are very public. Even Quinchon Judkins' quarterback sub called him out on an Instagram reel today uh, or story, whatever it's called. All right. So I, I'm, I think that was a big needle mover today. I really do think so. Where Quinshawn saw all this money being spent on all these players, reportedly Judkins was already the, the highest paid player on the team. And people were already, including myself, saying, dang, Ole Miss don't want to pay running backs. It's like the NFL. But the truth is, it's not that Quinshawn Judkins doesn't have any wear left on the tires. I saw a national reporter say that Quinchon Judkins is, 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 has too much wear and tear. That's stupid. Okay. It's just they don't want to pay him that much. Okay. And he's obviously entering the portal to test the market. And to be honest, it, do I think Quinchon Judkins would be worth a million dollars to an offense? Yes, if he's healthy. <laughs> but that's the thing. Only if he has a good offensive line. Only if he has a good play caller. He had the best play caller, arguably, in the in, in the sport with good quarterback play uh, at his disposal. But Lane might say, look, Lane was very public about it with some of these fishing sub-tweets that he had today, which were very, very, very interesting. So um, I do think the portal will have a negative effect on some. There needs to be guardrails, all right? Uh, but I, I, I still think for the most part it's been good, and I also think it's been good for quite a few players and quite a few middle-range schools. Right, If the portal never existed, Ole Miss will never have a chance to win a national championship like they do next season. Missouri has done some really good things in the portal. So a lot of these middle-tier schools ha- ha- are, are starting to get five stars now, guys that have produced. Right, Arkansas Drew Sanders recently, where he was one of the best linebackers in college football. Um, there's a lot of these four and five star uh, guys go to these middle tier schools, 
uh, Walter Nolan's going to be on Ole Miss. And it, it turns out to be really fruitful for them. But can LSU be the first team to break the portal flow where players commit to the team for three or four seasons? I mean, you could see it. I mean, you could see LSU has put a huge imp- emphasis on um, on high school players. Now, you know, it's a busy LSU day, all right, where – 30 um where where there's 30 minutes of a live stream that's already happened and i've not even talked about an absolute massive an absolute massive 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 transfer portal addition okay and we also got another super chat here from tyler all right uh he wants to talk about keelan moses we'll do that right after this L Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's Let's go. I'm going official as a whistle. I got the headphones on tonight. Let's go. Ah, ah, ah. I love it. But I want to get into this Keelan Moses super chat. And then we'll talk about the uh, the addition today. Thank you so much. Venmo is always going a long way. I really do appreciate it. How much influence do I think Keenan Moses is having on recruiting? Not sure if you follow him, but it seems like he is making strong pushes for players. And uh, Tyler wants to talk about Tyler also wants to talk about the Nuss Bus. Okay, so let's start with the Nuss Bus. He's obviously doing really good things. Uh, don't forget if you're a patron, check it out. All twenty-two breakdowns. Patreon.com/slash/LSUFootball. We broke down three plays from an all twenty-two angle. Um, that really shows you how good Nussmeyer is at processing things post-snap. The next thing. Um, yeah, it's always good when when you see kids really pushing LSU on Twitter, like a Colin Hurley did before he decommitted, a Tavion Galloway. That's always a good thing. All right, it lets people know that he really wants kids to come to the school. So, yeah, it's it's always a good thing when you see that. It is. especially considering his older brother broke so many LSU hearts. Okay. Now, if you are new, please hit the subscribe button. Please ring the bell. Let's talk about Jair Brown. Transfer portal edition from Ohio State. I have not watched him really at all because, well, life has been kind of busy. (laughs) I, I am really excited, though, to bring in a bunch of portal DBs. It is a bit of a bummer that you've not brought in a guy that was a big-time producer this past season at the defensive back position yet, right? You brought in Austin Osbury. That's really cool. You brought in Jordan Gilbert. That's really cool. You brought in Brown. That's really cool. Guys that are from Louisiana who really want to put everything on the line for LSU. That's always a really good thing. Okay, uh, you know, I 
I got to be real. I've not watched him, like I said just a second ago. But I do think one of these guys is going to pan out. The issue, though, is even if those guys come in and they're solid, you need some of the guys that you already have that played last season to take a step forward. A guy like a JV and Toviano. A guy like an Ashton Stamps once he gets over the surgery. And that way, your secondary is really building depth. Because not all these portal additions are going to work. They're just not. All right? So, it is important to add, though, that he did get brought in. And I give Frank Wilson and all those guys, Sherman Wilson, a lot of credit for getting the job done. Okay? And as TJ points out, let's not forget about J.K. Johnson. All right? Uh, let's see. Palermo has been here all night. Good to see you. Okay. Judkins is going to Auburn, according to Palermo. Uh, I think it's money, Burgess. I really do think so. Don't forget, Vimo Cash Up Super Chat goes a long way. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Now, next thing I want to get into. Like I said, there is a lot more uh, stuff coming down the pipeline. I don't want this channel to be defensive coordinator search only. Okay. Um, you know, Deuce Chestnut was, um, I said Deuce Chestnut, Denver Harris was um, reportedly visiting Texas A&M. Man. I I I was I was thinking about this earlier today. I I don't I don't remember a, a player more destructive. I, mean, I really 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 don't. Uh, after one season, and I hated because I really wanted it to work out. And why do I bring that up? I do think Brian Kelly is going to be very cautious with this portal recruiting because. With all the drama that he had to deal with with this one player, was the juice worth the squeeze? Okay. That's why we could potentially not see any of these big name five star portal transfers come over. And I would do the same thing. I would be very cautious. Okay. Um, I'll tell you this, LSU still feels really good about the defensive crop of true freshmen that they have coming in. Okay? And I, I will tell you this, uh, we will be interviewing four of them, if they agree to do it, of course, uh, at the Auckland Texas Memorabilia Card Show, February 17th. It's free at the Bozier Civic Center, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mark it on your calendars now. It's worth the travel. Make it a one-day trip because I'm going to be there all day. Okay, so if you're in Baton Rouge, you, you could one-day it if you really want to. It is um, it's definitely worth it. All right? It's definitely worth it. Let's say hi to Saiyan on Twitter. Please retweet this because I'm answering your question. Looks like we got the boondocks here. Is that what that is? Uh, how do I feel about our DBs? Obviously, I, I'm not on fire about where our DBs are right now. But 
they did get some good news today, which lends itself into our next topic. I was going to say this at the hour mark. Major Burns will be back. Okay. Now, one player we talked about a little bit earlier today was Demon Clark. All right. And Demon Clark was the single most criticized player when PHO really got going a few years ago. All right. I mean, unfreaking believably criticized to the point where um, many of you didn't even want him to be on the team anymore. And now he's a starter for a potential Super Bowl candidate in the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe Major Burns just needs proper coaching. Maybe it is Blake Baker who transformed Demon Clark into what he is now. Maybe he's a missing piece. Maybe it is whoever the DB coach or DB coach is will be. Maybe it's maybe it is that. Same thing could be said about Sage Ryan, who like Major Burns, had some really rough snaps, had some times where you were like, God, are they, are they playing hard? Are they are they really going all out? Maybe they are missing that one special coach. Maybe it takes them that extra year to click. All right. Experience is something. But, you know, we're, we're, Danny, thank you for the super chats. She's about to type her question in the chat right now. Can't chat Venmo goes along. I thank you guys so much. Maybe those guys do take a leap forward next year. Maybe they do. But, you know, the one thing I would say about Major Burns is college football's hard. I don't mind mistakes. I don't. But there were some times where I felt he got so unbelievably frustrated that he started to lack belief in himself. Perfect example. We were playing a very tough first half versus Texas A&M. This was a team on their third string quarterback, an offense that really wasn't bad per se, but they weren't necessarily good. And they had had these long drives, and it was an 11 a.m. game, and there was a tackle that he had made out of bounds, and the Texas A&M player really didn't talk any trash to him. It, it, they were just standing out of bounds. And Major Burns got in his face, and it should have been a flag. Like, it wasn't just jawing. He hit the guy. And it was right in front of our bench, right in front of the referee. They didn't throw the flag. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. If you're a true freshman doing that, no big deal. You're young. Okay. But he did it. I don't mind when you struggle. But when you don't do those little things right, I begin to wonder, wait, what's going on? 
because the, the 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 truth is Major Burns had a tough season this year. And there are very few players that we want to see succeed more than Major Burns. This is a guy who went to Georgia, came back to LSU. There is a lot of room for improvement. And maybe the next guy is that room for improvement. Because what I think was, uh, I think this year, LSU in a perfect world would have had Major Burns and Greg Brooks be the full-time safeties and Andre Sam working at nickel with Harold Perkins and uh, Sage Ryan. And then Andre Sam could spell Major Burns for a time or two, but Major Burns' snap share went way up and responsibilities went way up when Greg Brooks went out. So maybe Major Burns with an extra offseason will take that next step. Okay. Chance says maybe it's the neck roll. <laughs> he did go to the neck roll and the single digit number, but he had, I think he had the neck roll when he wore number 28. Okay. Cliff says Burns potentially out of position and in the box safety at best. Uh, the hard thing about being a, a pure in-the-box safety is last year we played a lot of quarters, and when you play quarters, that's more often than not too high, which means both your safeties are back. All right, now we go to Danny Super Chat. She said, best quote from Twitter tonight was, the winner of the women's basketball game gets Blake Baker. Ha, ha, ha. Shout out to Michael Alum4 with the joke. Now, since I've been live, I've not been able to watch really any of the LSU women's basketball game tonight. Um, I am, by the way, buying uh, women's basketball cards. I just, right here, it's actually right here. It's actually a Nisa Morrow card right here. I'm buying uh, Michaela Williams cards, De Rosario, obviously Angel. I got some Angel cards already, though, and 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 Sigs, and um, Haley Van Lith. Okay. Those five players in particular, I'm buying, but I buy anything LSU uh, related. I give out some of the stuff on the channel, but I do need to build my women's basketball collection. I also don't have any Kim Mulkey autographs. So if you have one, let me know. Okay. Let's go to Cliff. If Baker is hired, I guarantee you that Perkins will be rushing 80% of the time. Uh, rushing, hopefully you mean rushing the passer instead of rushing the football. Huh? 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 Uh, Thomas says, you are the one who gave Madhouse all the praise he did not deserve. Love you, my brother. Yes, me, who, when the hire was made, I was, uh, Heavily criticized for my criticism of the hire. Yes, it's me. I'm the one you single out. Now, I've given Madhouse praise from when he's done well. Talked about the Alabama game versus Bryce Young at length. Okay. But the opposite of that is actually true. Uh, you know, when I actually released that video when he was hired, uh, because it wasn't the most glowing review, uh, I, I did get some 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 anger <laughs> uh, from, from viewers, uh, people in... Uh, the two two five and and look that's that comes with it whether you 
like or dislike uh, anything LSU football related, those those things happen when it, and look at when the hire was happened. I was open to it. I, I really was, um, but you know, I had my skepticisms uh, at the time. Kedrick, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate you. Okay. Yes, see, it's important to always be as honest as you possibly can. The one thing I will not do is come on here and say that this guy is good without actually having to watch him. Important to actually watch. Okay. Also, DB might be the hardest position to evaluate. Um, I used to think it was quarterback, and now quarterback has become a little bit easier um, because it is so complex. I know it doesn't make sense, but one day I'll explain it. Uh, DB is really hard, though, because you rarely see him on the field, right? The way you have to watch football now, they don't give you a wide enough angle to really know if a DB is doing his job. And you also need to know the coverage calls uh, to, to, to really know if a DB is right or wrong uh, in any situation. Okay. Billy says, I don't like the way Dale Brown was treated. I will never pull for the women's basketball. So, uh, Billy, I, I don't know if you know this. But Dale Brown was the men's basketball coach. He he coached Shaquille Neal and, and Stanley Roberts. Okay. Um, so I don't know exactly what you're referencing here. But teach your own. If you don't want to support, Dale Brown's a goat, though. So. I, I'm still kind of confused by that. Why Why would you not – why would you boycott the women's team over uh, Dale Brown? And y'all are mad at the, uh, the neck roll situation. All right, Kedrick, when uh, you get your question in, you let me know. Christian says Major Burns needs to play in the box. He should play the big star position or the third down backer. I'm open to that. But I am not sure if he's an every down player. Okay. But there are reinforcements on the way. Oh, the court renaming uh, okay the court naming oh that controversy yeah i'll let all the other media people have their hot takes on that i'm not gonna get into that <laughs> ha, 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 ha. um you know if we're being honest they the court should be named after kim mulkey uh but dale brown's a goat uh he deserves a statue all those different things obviously sue gunter is, is one of the greats 
Van Chancellor, also very underrated with the Final Fours he went to. So, I mean, there's a lot of different um, basketball players that deserve to be honored. Of course, your statues, Simone Augustus uh, has your statue and, and number and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it, it's cool that LSU basketball has a legacy, right? Um, men's and women's legacy. Um, but yeah, there's so many things about the basketball programs regarding the PMAC and all of it. You know, I went I, I went to an Arkansas basketball game earlier this year, the Duke game. So obviously that's a very intense game. Uh, it's a very, you know, it's massive, massive. But, you know, their, their basketball facility is, is unreal. Absolutely unreal. Um, and uh, there, there's plenty that believe the PMAC needs to be renovated. So, so many things regarding the basketball program, but I'm here to mostly talk about football. I will tell you, though, that I am building. Uh, this was a Christmas gift given to me. Uh, I did get a Dylan Cruz autograph baseball uh, for Christmas, and it's uh, sitting right here. I'm surprised nobody saw it. It's gold baseball honored, honored, autographed by uh, the GOAT, Dylan Cruz. Let's go to Steve. He's like, hey, who is the next tight end coach? We have elite tight ends that will be difference makers. I know nothing about the tight end coach. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Not really heard anything. Um, So I, I'm about where you are right now when it comes to that. What I will tell you, though, is whoever that is will likely not be the play caller. Because last year, of course, Mike Dimbrock was a tight ends coach, and he was also the OC. So it's not as important if you want Joe Sloan to call the plays and Cortez Hankton to call the plays, then that tight end coach will come in, and, and his job will still be important, but just not 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 as important. Okay. Let's go to SMC with the super. Really appreciate you. Let's see. Um I make sure I'm not missing anything here. Mm. Terry Malone. Golden Boot Sources, okay, did have um, I did I did have a uh, really big personal event happen earlier today, so I was, I was also dealing with that. It was a good thing, so no worries with that. Ah ah ah. So let's go to Kedrick Carter. I didn't want to see Major Burns come back. It hurt my soul. I wanted Toviano to take Burns spot along with the transfer from Texas A&M, Sage at nickel, Hughes and Zai at corner. Okay. 
So, Kedrick, this is always a tough super chat to answer. And it's always a tough uh, question to answer. So, let's uh, let, let, let's do it, okay? Are you happy? Now, this isn't from me. This is from Kedrick. Do you think LSU would have been better off without Major Burns in a starting role next year? Because him coming back would mean more than likely is going to start. I'm never going to come on here and say I am happy a player left unless the player was truly a disturbance. Okay? Major Burns played every single game. All right? He is a Louisiana guy. So I am happy he is returning. And there is a possible scenario where he takes a major step forward next year with new coaching. Okay? But how many of you believe he is not a starting level defensive back in the SEC? If you believe he is not, okay, not a starting level DB, let me know in the chat right now. And if you're listening to this via podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review, ring the bell, uh, Spotify review, whatever the case may be. Okay? So I get a text here about Terry Malone. Okay. Seems to be the hot name for the tight ends coach. Gloman Mike believes Baker is not leaving Mizzou. Welcome to the channel. Gloman Mike. What ballpark is this, Gloman Mike? Let me know. Dez believes Burns will be a Jim Thorpe finalist next season. Okay. Let's go to Kevin. He follows up here. Is that he says I am with Kedrick on Toviano and Gilbert at safety. Brown was a good pickup as we needed corners. Toviano's future is at safety. We need him to play fast from that position. I think JV and Toviano is still going to be a really good football player no matter where he plays, but I do feel safety is a better spot for him. I do. Okay. Dwayne says we are better off with Burns on the bench. Okay. Roy Kinn says, how big of a super chat do you need for me to go shirts and you to go skins during this stream? So you're saying, how big of a super chat? Oh, you want me to go shirtless? Uh, I don't know. What what should the price tag be on this? It's not That wouldn't be a thing out of embarrassment for me. It would be out of an embarrassment for you because a lot of you would be like, dang, I wish I could look as good as Carter does without his shirt off. How do you think Haley married me? She saw me without my shirt on, and she was like, Dad, come. You look freaking ripped. You look like Michael B. Jordan on Creed ripped. Okay.
So Kedrick, I am happy Major Burns is back. If he is willing to be honest with this play this season, and if he's willing to calm down, you know, I, I felt like he played out of control last season. Like I mentioned a minute ago. So if those things happen, I think he can be a really good role player. But this year he was not, to me, uh, a starter level SEC defensive back. But you're all right. We do get Zai back. You're, you're mentioning Jeremiah Hughes at one of the corner spots. Sure. Hopefully Jeremiah Hughes turns into something. All right. Matt, what, Matt, <laughs> Matt's interested about uh, Quinshawn Judkins. Obviously, um, from an LSU perspective, we are nowhere close to what he wants. Okay. Hey, it's okay, Kedrick. Hey, as long as you're respectful and you, you don't get all personal, it, it's it's this is an open space. Okay. So dating girl says 5K and no less. Okay. So what would the price be? Two fifty? You think you think this body is is two hundred fifty dollars? Right now, what would your price be if you're in my spot? I think Roy Kent's being serious. If you're in my spot right now, what would be your price? Uh, uh, to, to, to go shirtless. Shout out Pooh Bear. So Pooh Bear knows I have nipple rings. Don't ask him how he knows, but he does. Roy, if I give it to you, if if I if I name my price, I want you better match it. Tell him, Todd. That's the only way to go. Boo says 10K. I, I'll, I will go shirtless right now. Right. No questions asked. If you super chat $2,000. I think that's fair. I, I think I think you have that in the bank account. Roy Ken, especially if you are Roy Ken. I mean, heck, you, you get that AFC Richmond. You just, well, I'm not going to give a spoiler. Um, 2K. I'll do it for 2K. Dwayne says $1. Huh? 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 But you're, you're not on camera. 
I, I would do it for two guy. I could use it too. That's a. It's about 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 like near a month for me. That's a. That'll cover it. I need it because all season's coming up. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Uh. Roy Kennest wins. There you go. Now, next thing. Um, you, you know, with all these announcements and and whatnot, you know, I I'm I'm still interested to see what Mason Smith's going to do. Obviously, it would be a very nice piece uh, for what we are building. And look, I think the world of Mason Smith and how he closed out the year. And look. I I gotta be real, man. Um, he would be so good next year. Now that you know, he kind of got in a groove towards the end of the season. You know, sometimes defensive line play isn't about how good you play during the game, but do you make a play when it matters the most? Right. So let's take someone like Jaqueline Roy, who was very up and down during his time at LSU. But, God, he would make big plays. You know, he foresee Anthony Richardson interception to close out the Florida victory. And to close out this season, Mason Smith made two separate plays to get us a W. Versus Texas A&M, forcing interception, and then closed out this game versus Wisconsin. Now, do we still win those games if he doesn't make those plays? Yeah, we still could win those games if he doesn't make those plays. But at the same time, there were plays out there to be made, and he made them. And if those kinds of plays were to pop up next year, you got to ask yourself this question. Is Mason Smith somebody who can continue to do that next year? Yes. But I always felt when he, in his very first snaps of his career versus UCLA, he was dominant. And right when you saw those plays, you're like, okay, this is a three and out guy. So I could see him make a jump to the NFL, even though his film this year was short of spectacular. I do think he made enough spectacular plays for him to say, look, I'm ready for this. Okay. Let's see. Taking these off, putting the hat back on. There you go. I said 2000, not 20. Huh? 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 How about I, I, I'll give you a little peek of one of these bad boys. How about it? Oh, look, the super chat's covering it. So you can't see. I have them out right now. Huh? 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 Brigandi, hello. Tell her this is, I don't care about the kiddos. She's got to get back on those tennis courts. I mean, what what would Roger Federer think of her lack of tennis activity? 
but shout out to the fam. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. And um, and there you go. Actually, I, I don't think I've ever met uh, Burgundy, but good to see you, brother. Glad to see you're killing it. Here's Doug. He says, why does Kelly love injured DBs from Ohio State so much? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting question. Obviously, what happened to Seven Banks was very unfortunate. I thought he was going to be a good player for us, um, but he got hurt. Then, of course, you had um, the J.K. Johnson injury and then Tiger Brown coming over. Um, but I think at this point, Doug, you can't really be too choosy. You know, I got a message earlier today saying, Carter, man, we lost LaTerrence Welsh to Arizona State. Yeah. He had plenty of opportunity to prove that he was a Division One Power 5 DB, and um, it just didn't happen. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen at Arizona State. But, you know, defensive back has kind of become a crapshoot. We've not had many certain things. You know, it would be nice if one of these safeties coming in for this next class is the next Caleb Downs, right? who was one of the best players in college football this year as a true freshman safety. Okay. But as Kevin points out, Tiger said he was not injured per Blake Rafino. Obviously Blake's my best friend and um, I trust Blake. So there you go. Steve says Mason needs to come back. He's third round at best at this point. Now, I, I, I could see him go in the first couple of rounds just based on potential, right? Then, you know, all the mock drafts early in the process had him in the first or second round. But you're probably right, okay? You're probably right. Let's see here. Uh, we're about 40 away from a giveaway tonight. Okay. I'll be mailing out a lot of giveaways tomorrow. All right. Let's give this. Let's give this out tonight. 40 more away. We're going to give out a Josh Williams rookie card. Josh has a big decision coming up as well. Really excited about that. JT says, is J.K. Johnson even going to have a spot next year? I hope so. Sibley going macro. Carter, how many games do I think the Tigers will win next season? All right, this will be a question that I will be asked a lot next season, but just for you, Sibley, I'll go ahead and pull up the schedule. Okay. And I'll let you tell me. Okay.
All right. So how many do you see? I like uh, Simper's answer already. He says 15. Okay. You know, as at this point, it, it, the DC hire is going to be really big. But I, I think LSU will be, I would say right now in their current state, they're probably nine and three uh, with the schedule. Okay. Probably nine and three. A lot of question marks uh, that will be answered. Uh, but yeah, I, I would put the floor around nine. Obviously, if you get the 10 with the schedule, you're probably getting into the playoff. All right. Jared says, I don't see any losses on that schedule. That's the way to be. If we get by USC, Sibley says the Tigers will roll to a 10 and 2 record. Billy the Kid says 11 and 1. Mick was a big winner last night. I won a Mason Smith card. So, Corey, yeah, of course you don't love the back-to-back road games. It's obviously something I've been a stickler about. Um, I will say there were a few SEC teams that won back-to-back road games. Alabama was one of them. Um, I think Ole Miss was another. No, Ole Miss didn't have back-to-back road games. It was someone else who was kind of middle of the road, won back-to-back road games. Uh, It's still hard to do. The good thing is you'll have a bye week before – playing Ole Miss, and then you have back-to-back road games versus Arkansas and Texas A&M. The good thing is both of those teams will be rebuilding, okay? A&M gets their quarterback back, but first-year head coach. Arkansas will have a new quarterback, so there you go. Let's go to Tiger Boy. He says... He would try to bring Makai Wingo back. Oh, thank you so much. So believe it or not, I'm actually drinking a beer tonight. I don't really drink a whole lot of non-fruity beers, but this was given to me by my cousin, Todd. And this is from Fairhope Brewing Company. The name of this beer is Cheap Sunglasses. So shout out Fairhope. Alabama. We've got a lot of viewers in the Fairhope Mobile region. Okay. And uh, this koozie is from uh, a wedding I DJed, the Baldwin wedding. I really enjoyed Sam and Carmen, Miss Tiffany as well. Not really a like an ale kind of guy. But we didn't have any ice tonight, so I wasn't able to make my fruit punch. Mm. Pretty good for for an ale, especially since I don't really like it. See, there's not enough fruit in it. There's like a little strawberry... Uh, 
aftertaste, it would be a lot better. That's fat right there, my dog. Three million buyout. That's a hefty price to pay. You're paying all these coaches' salaries for them to go. Um, still paying Orgeron off. Got NIL and all that stuff. But I go back to the Super. Farah Sex, one of my favorite PHLers. Okay. It would try to bring back Wingo. Yeah, obviously it would be um, very nice uh, to bring back Makai Wingo. But he's gone. I don't think there's any coming back uh, with him. You know, I think he's had I think he's had enough dominant games uh, for for people uh, to, to feel pretty good about drafting him. Let's go to Jared Super Chat. Thank you so much. Eric says, I can't understand why people are hyping Blake Baker. Okay. This would be my retort to that, Eric. Is tell me right now, is there someone else you would prefer over Blake Baker? Is there someone specific you would prefer? Okay. Edward says DJ Durkin is the best defensive coordinator available. Uh, the defensive coordinator, for those that don't know, uh, DJ Durkin is the DC at Texas A&M. Okay. Is he the best available? All right. Well, I don't know. So I got two different people named Eric who's telling me that that is the best available. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a... Oh, no, this is Edward. Okay. Edward says we put 50 on his defense. Okay. So let me ask you this, Edward. Is Jaden Daniels an all-time great college quarterback? Is Malik Neighbors an all-time great wide receiver? Is Brian Thomas Jr. one of the better number two wide receivers we've ever seen in the SEC? Is the LSU offensive line a Joe Moore Award winning offensive line? And did the LSU offense not put up 40-plus on basically every other team that they played this season? The answer to all of that is yes, okay? And you say all of that, but you don't include the fact that he held the Tennessee superpower offense to under 10 points. Okay. You don't include all these other great defensive performances that Missouri had this season. Okay. I understand it was Ohio State, not with Harrison and their starter, but they held him to three points. That counts for something, right? Uh, with that much time to prepare uh, offensively. So, you know, let's not act like Blake Baker is unproven. Let's also not act like DJ Durkin is like a Dave Aranda level DC. Okay. 
What about James Simon with Barry already committed? I think LSU needs to take all three of the, the running backs. I think you need to take Simon, and I need you need to take Deshaun Ford. Um, I understand that doesn't make sense. I understand that just reeks of one of those guys entering the portal, but I just love all three of those players so much. Um, you know, I just like big backs, and Ford is would be one of the biggest backs LSU has ever brought in. And James Simon is really freaking good. So, and I like Harlan Berry a lot, but if you watch the breakdown, you, you could see why I like James Simon a ton. Okay. Um, now, that's what I would prefer. I don't think it's an absolute necessity, especially at a 1Z position like running back, to take all of them. If, if LSU was to say, no, we don't really have the roster room to bring in three uh, new backs, I, I, that would be sound. And that would be sound logic. And it does seem to the naked eye that it would be illogical to bring in three players at the running back position, right? But all three of those guys uh, bring something different to the table, and I would love to have all of them. Um, even though we'll have Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly, and, and Caden Durham, if they're all three still going to be there for the next year. Okay. Let's go to Casey Thibodeau on Facebook. He says, I don't care who our DC is going to be. I just want them to be aggressive, be more aggressive. All right. Sure. Be more aggressive. Why not? If you do, if you do want an, a really aggressive foot on the gas pedal, DC, Travis Williams is your guy. That dude is all gas, no brakes, downhill, blitz, DC. He was very aggressive. He was good this year for Arkansas for the most part. Now, here's what we're gonna do. In the next 10 to 15, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. If we do Super Chat, we'll keep it going. Okay. We are only 20 away from giving out the Josh Williams card. One measly $20 Super Chat. Away from giving out a Josh Williams to any one of the 232 of you watching this right now. Uh, she does, and she's got more coming out, and I can't wait. And she does have an autograph right here. Um, but yes, I'm buying autos of all the women. On the LSU basketball team cards, and, um, I have I have Angel Reese and, and Anissa Morrow, but I'm looking to upgrade all of them. Okay. Ooh, Thunder Road coming in hot. You got a super chat to get an EPO question in here. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I could get into a whole debate about uh, 
Mo Salah and whatever's going to happen next with him. But um, Mo, of course, is is just a legend, right? Um, and I'm going to support him wherever he goes, as long as it's not Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out Mo Salah. Ten super, uh, ten dollars super chat away, my guy Grant. Good to see you. Uh, here, here's the thing that it's it's crazy about doing this is like, you know, you'll you'll see, um, you know, you, you'll always see people say things about you, right? Um, you know, the, the, it's it's crazy. I remember being. A quick little story here. I remember being in a press box, and and look, I I, I loved sitting in in the press box and doing all the different media stuff I used to do in that capacity. And you know, I would like to sit in press boxes again one day. But I remember being in a press box, and I was a student, and I was I was basically a nobody. Okay, and I heard some of the press members. Make it fun of the power, right? And I was like, why are you doing that? And you just punch it down. That was so, like, discouraging. And I remember that that just bothered me for, like, the next month. It, it just stuck with me. But after that, I was like, and it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And... You know, it's, it's, it's been a huge week for the channel, obviously, with the DC and uh, Twitter and all of that. But ultimately, none of that matters to me. The only thing that matters is keeping this community pushing forward, right? Whether we have 100,000 subscribers or the 10K we have, whether I had less than 1,000, we're just going to keep pushing. And I say this because once the defensive coordinator uh, hire happens – Everything's going to die down, right? We're going to have a the, the off season just gets dead. Um, we don't have the February signing day the way it used to be. So I say all of this to keep you guys informed that we're going to keep going this off season. We're going to have some fun off season projects uh, coming up. I'm really excited about that. This is uh, a good question here. Sean, uh, oh, okay, Sean. Welcome to the channel. I say that, and you drop a Man United. I have, I have, well, I won't say that. I I did meet the biggest Manchester United legend of all time when I was at Sirius XM, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Okay. With my affinity for big backs, how do I see Harlem and Caden doing as they are both a bit undersized? That's a good question. Okay. Um, I am a strong believer in your size mattering at running back. Okay. It, it just does. And we did a whole deep dive on it. Okay. You take a look at the two... The, the the best backs in the SEC recently were bigger guys, okay? If you weren't 
a bigger size, you need it to be a thunder and lightning component, right? So like Devon Achan is is one of like the few like smaller backs who is truly dominant. Um, and I do think there there could be uh, a renaissance of smaller backs because you know the game becomes less physical, you know the boxes are lighter. There's a lot of different things. Right. But I do think size matters at the running back position, in particular in the SEC. So, yeah, Harlan Berry is, is, is smaller. Now, once again, he is only a rising senior. So he is still very young. There could be some growth. There's plenty of time to add good weight. And he is ridiculously talented with the football in his hands. Obviously, the Reggie Bush comparisons are already out there with his cutting ability. Um, but yeah, he is smaller. He, he is at this point uh, the best I understand it around the 180, 185, 185 mark. And Caden Durham is under 200. But if you look at his frame, I think he will add good weight. And I think as a true freshman next season, he'll be around the 205 mark. Okay. Now it is important to note that both of those backs are different, right? Harlem Berry is a little bit more of a juker, right? He's a little bit more I, I, a slalom skier. Where Kanan Durham is a little bit more vertical, right? He's one cut, get vertical, and he does have wiggle as well. They're different backs. So that is very important to note. And there's no one size fit all. And there's plenty of, I say plenty, but there's not been a whole lot of backs under 195 when they got to LSU that or just have gotten to the SEC and have been successful. There have been two LSU backs since 2000 under 195 when they got to LSU who have been successful. All right. A third has just emerged in Josh Williams. Okay. So it is possible. It's just most of the LSU backs are bigger guys. And it's um, um, it, it, it's very important to note. Okay, let's go to Grant. The local press were consistently rude and nasty us in student media. The national reporters were always super nice. Yeah, I, I mean there was uh, so there was obviously a lot of local press who was nice to me, but yeah, there were there were some there were some really mean ones. Okay. But as Steve points out, if you're special with the football in your hands, you can get around the weight things, okay? Like, I think, like, the the best comp for Caden Durham is Devon HN, right? And I think the best comp for Harlan Berry is someone like a, you know, I don't want to say Reggie Bush because, you know, he's so transcendent, all-time great level player. Um, so Joe McKnight is is is, is very fair. Okay. Let's go to Ryan. What's a bigger part of our run game isn't the backs. Our O-line is elite at pass pro, but below average at run blocking. Have to get creative with speed, sweeps, and counters. Okay. So this does require further examination. Was our offensive line bad at run blocking this season? I would say no. I do think our run game 
does have a propensity to be a little static and predictable, right? One thing that I saw was defenses constantly had good calls versus our runs, okay? Now, there could be something deeper where they know our signals or they have a tell with how we line up. Um, But I do think our scheme needs to be a little more creative in the run game, right? Because our running backs did have games where they weren't really effective. But I would also say this about our run game as well, is yes, the run game was big versus Auburn. Yes, the run game was very big in the Ole Miss game and so on and so on. Missouri, we had some really good runs as well. But as the season moved on, Jaden became so unfreaking believably elite that runs were, were were a waste, if that makes sense, right? Because he, he was playing at such a ridiculous level that every time he dropped back, explosions were happening, right? Like it was explosive passes, explosive runs. It was to the point where Jaden was so unfreaking believably good that even if we had a handoff that went for six yards here, seven yards here, 12 yards here, there was no point, right? Because, you know, Jaden was just so unfreaking believably good. Um, so, yeah, our run game did struggle uh, as far as like handoffs to the running backs, but. I wouldn't say it was necessarily because of bad run blocking, if that makes sense. Okay. But you're all right, Ryan. I would say, you know, we, we're not going to have that. Okay. Now, once again, we are, speaking of Josh Williams, we are five away from giving out the Josh Williams card. Okay. Five away. If Barry is good, can we bring back the Harlem Shake? Here's chance. If we get Bryce Underwood, it will be a miserable year hoping we hold on to him and more. Yeah, but I would prefer to be in that spot holding on to him instead of chasing after him, if that makes sense. And I think more would be the more difficult person to hold on to because it's really hard for quarterbacks to go from one school to another because – whether quarterbacks want to admit it, they don't want to commit somewhere where there's another QB already there. Okay.
I'm I'm a little shocked that so many of you want DJ Durkin. Let's go to Doug here. Doug, I hope you're still in here. I guess it's impressive to get any defensive recruit right now without a defensive staff. It's true. Okay. Actually, now that I'm seeing this, it's ridiculous and kind of concerning. Good to see you, Matt Gerano. How many of you uh, wanted me to take my shirt off? That was, that was kind of concerning. Um. But whatever floats your boat. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. Okay. And look, Jared gets us there. Good to see you. He sends a super sticker. All right. So who is winning the Josh Williams card tonight? Who... Wins it. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I don't know who's winning it tonight. Yeah, we are technically one penny away. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh, and why? Why is my ship in the pole? I just, I just put another name in there, just for the sake of it. Let me check on the poll question. Blake Baker currently winning the poll. I am a little shocked that Will Muschamp beat Lance Gidry in this poll. I would. Not have it that way. I, I would take Lance over Will. Okay. Ryan said BTJ was coming back. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I don't, I, I don't think that, I don't think that's happening. That's okay. Everybody, welcome Keith to the channel. I love the hat. Uh, I do not think uh, that a lot of people have put it out there. It's a foregone conclusion. There, there have been, you know, I, I do feel it has become more likely that Corey could be back. I've opened myself up to it, but that wouldn't be the first option I would go to. Um, okay. Kevin says Gibson from North Carolina State. I think he'd love to leave Dave Doran. Dude, it's amazing how many people have horror stories about Dave Doran. Okay. Chavis Jackson. I love it. 
Everybody, welcome Megan to the channel. Megan, thank you so much. Do you think we'll get Blake Baker or another SEC coordinator? I think Blake would be the most likely SEC coordinator. Um, would another SEC coordinator? I know a lot of you have mentioned Durkin, who was just at Texas A&M, of course. Um, we talked about Travis Williams a little bit earlier, the Arkansas defensive coordinator. Um, but I, I would guess Baker would be the most likely in the SEC at this point. Okay. Joe Brady is the OC with the Bills. Bilbo, good to see you. And, uh, okay, I saw Flodje with the season high 24 points tonight. You go, Flodje. Uh, can't wait to watch the highlights when I get off of here. And it says Tim Banks. Interesting. Well, if you want a better developed pass rush, Tim Banks might be your guy. I mean, they had some dudes off the edge. Uh, 27 Pierce uh, can play. Okay. I, I love Tim Banks. I, I think Tennessee fans don't like him because – he gives you one hellacious road performance every year where it's just like, what the hell are you doing, Tim? And that year it was Missouri, or this year it was Missouri. The year before it was South Carolina. He's going to give you a stinker every year. But he, he's he's also pretty solid. Um, I, 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 I guess I'd be open to it. I, I, know, I know Tennessee fans – because for those that don't know the SEC channel, um, Tennessee fans have really pushed my SEC channel. I've done a lot of Tennessee videos, and they have 15 k almost every single one of them. Their fan base is, um, is, is nasty. Uh, Nasty in, in a good way, man. They they get after it, and some of them nasty in a bad way. Tennessee fans could be uh, audacious. You're in Miami re-recruiting Jalen Brown, huh? 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 Morrow with twenty five and ten. That's why I've already bought my niece a Morrow card. So the price is only going to go up. She is good. She is so freaking good. So let's see. Let's see who who deserves the Josh Williams rookie card. Okay. Uh, let me see who's not one so. All right. Uh, I don't think SMC has ever won anything. 
So SMC, congratulations. You are the winner of the Josh Williams rookie card. So SMC, let me know if you're still watching. I think you are. You tune in to every single live stream. Please shoot me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Okay? Or Twitter or Instagram at powerhourlsu. Let's go to Mikey with the super. How long do you think House knew he was out? Wasn't it said that the recruits were told what we were going to do, but how the players reacted made me question? Okay. All right. I don't know how long Madhouse knew he wasn't going to be back. I do know this. I do know Brian Kelly plays things close to the vest. All right. He's going to do what he's going to do. I think the last couple of head coaches and, and brain power at LSU was a little bit more open with like news and stuff like that. Obviously, Woodward and BK are very close to the vest type of people. Okay. Um, so be skeptical of all kinds of like source kinds of things, right? Like it, it's, it's just coaching rumors, right? It generates a lot of clicks, a lot of interest. And, you know, Blake Baker was put out there by the national media. I was told yesterday on a live stream that Blake Baker is a very likely candidate. And once again, never said that was official or anything like that yesterday, but some people, mean with it that's okay it's, it's it comes with it when it's coach season and people will hear what they want to hear all right but let me be as upfront with you as i possibly can all right brian kelly is not dumb all right i disagree with a lot of things that my favorite coaches and players do i do and you should too you should always think for yourself with any coach I trust Brian Kelly to make this decision, even though I did not love the Madhouse decision at the time. And whoever he hires as the next defense coordinator, I'll give you my absolute honest response to it. I feel like I owe it to you, right? Um, I, I, I do think, Mikey, whoever the coordinator is and whoever the coach is at the time – when you're recruiting someone, is overrated. Most recruits will go to a school because of a coach. That is true. But I do think it's a little bit different for LSU because it is a home state school. It is a top five job. It is a top five destination. They sell you on the NFL thing. And look, when Brian Kelly was at LSU, look at the blue-chip recruits that came to LSU anyway when they didn't know who their coordinators were, right? So I do think when it comes to, like, the recruits potentially knowing or whatever, it's a little bit different, right? Something else is you could just see what certain recruiting pushes certain coaches weren't in certain recruit photos, if that makes sense, 
right? Um, so that was some other like giveaways that, that I felt that LSU was going to go in a different direction. I, I'm still shocked that there were so many people that thought that Brian Kelly was going to retain Matt House. Now, I got concerned more and more by the day that that could potentially happen because of how bad Matt House was. But I was always feeling like Brian Kelly was going to do the right thing and, and fire him. Um, so even if – and look, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe Brian Kelly – wanted to keep Madhouse in the Wisconsin game was the last straw. We'll honestly never know unless it Brian Kelly just comes out and says it. I don't know. So we don't really know how long Madhouse knew he was out. But what I would also tell you, Mikey, is when the head coach after the Alabama game says we have QB spy defenses in our defensive packages – but we didn't run them. That is a very public condemnation of the defensive coordinator. And I understand that Brian Kelly was very defensive of Madhouse after the Ole Miss disaster. And he wasn't as forthright at times about how bad the defense was. And there were times where he said some players are playing well when they weren't. Some of that is because, well, he was a head coach. You got to do that, right? You don't want to just say, yeah, we sucked. All right. So, you know, how long did Madhouse know? I don't know. But the bottom line is Brian Kelly ultimately made the right decision. And I'm glad he waited until now. All right. This is going to sound very messed up. Okay. Because there are some in the coaching profession and in the recruiting world that would say, look, if you knew all along you were going to fire Matt House, it is unethical to wait to fire the coach after the new recruit signed pen to paper, right? Why would you get all these defensive recruits to sign pen to paper when you are firing all their position coaches soon after? My defense to that, though, would be, number one, Players should already commit to the school instead of the coach. And number two is it's a crappy college football calendar, right? The early signing period shouldn't happen before seasons even end, okay? I will also tell you this, okay? I want you to take a look at what happened at Florida. So Billy Napier went scorched earth and fired a bunch of defensive coaches. And what happened to Florida's recruiting? It fell apart. It, it, it sucked. They lost a lot of blue chip recruits because there weren't coaches in place. All right. So when you fired these guys, you then had to re-recruit the guys that were committed while at the same time, find the guys to replace the defensive coaches you fired. Okay, Brian Kelly made the right decision, even though he was getting slandered for not having fired Madhouse yet, to wait until after the signing period.
Okay. Bilbo wants to know where the money's coming from. LSU's got plenty of money to go get new coaches. We might not be as deep-pocketed as Texas A&M, but I think they'll have enough. It is a lot, though. Okay? It is a lot. But you need coaches. All right? All right. Daryl feels Brian Kelly already has new coaches in place. I will say this about BK as well. He's always one step ahead. I will, I will give him that. He's always been one step ahead. All right. He does a good job of thinking of the next step. Okay. Bill is coming in hot. I don't feel bad for a guy forced to be unemployed for life-changing money he was already making. If I were bad at my job, I might get fired with two weeks' pay. That's true. I mean, Matt House is set financially for life. Okay? Can't wait to watch some Anissa Morrow highlights tonight. Flaje went off. Angel had a good night. Oh, Missouri got themselves a – I said Mississippi State got themselves a good wide receiver transfer. That's good for them. Shout out to Jamar Chase, made another Pro Bowl. Happy for him. Three LSU Tigers make Pro Bowls. 
Angry Orchard or Bud Light Lime, my beer choice. I already showed the beer I'm drinking. I'm, I'm drinking some Alabama Fairhope beer. This Riley Leonard beard. I'm a Zima guy. That, that's Danny's joke. Danny, are you still in here? I don't know. It's just East Coast. That's my homie. Oh, my favorite fruity beer. Okay, so I consistently, I don't drink beer as much as I used to, but Michelob Ultra Lime. I used to drink Bud Light Lime. And uh, I think it was roughly three years ago, I went to the Michelob Lime and then it became Michelob Lime and Prickly Pear. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love uh, I love me and a bead of strawberry. Yeah, I mean, the difference years makes. House was a loved man to Louisiana's most wanted criminal. Down to a once questionable QB to be benched to a Heisen winner. Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of football. Things change. But, you know, th this is where I would disagree with that. Is, yes, you know, one of, one of the best defensive game plans in LSU history is Madhouse versus Alabama. It, that was just an all-time defensive performance. And he deserves a metric F-ton of credit. Okay, uh, for for getting that done. Where I would where I would disagree though is he he was bad after that. You know, we had the Arkansas game. We played against a quarterback who's a walk on, and then another quarterback who transferred to Texas State and was the third string quarterback at Texas State this year. Okay. And then Texas A&M and Georgia absolutely railroaded us. So, you know, it, it's – I think it was more than just going from one year to the next, right? In Madhouse's first year, he was more good than he was bad. But he had some rough, rough, rough games. And, of course, this year it was colossally bad. And there were times, including after the Ole Miss game, where I defended him because, you know, there were some touchdowns where guys were just running untouched into the end zone. You know, the deep pass to 11, the mesh concept to number 19 uh, in the red zone on, on third and long. And there were a lot of easy third down conversions, which was, you know, a madhouse staple. You thought third and Chavis was bad. Third and House was even worse. But we missed 30 tackles in that game, right? And if Denver Harris makes a very simple, and I mean very simple tackle on third and 11, we win the game. You know, we were up by two possessions. We win the game, all right? 
Dang, Bilbo, Bilbo's going on a Tiger Stadium rant. Everybody, welcome England senior Danny. Welcome. Are the transfer defensive linemen maybe going to come back? Jefferson's gone. Obviously, Wingo's gone. Uh, so then that leaves you with Parashand. He'll probably be back. And um, Jalen Lee, he'll probably be back. Jalen Lee barely played, and Parashand played a lot and wasn't really effective. He had a good game versus Auburn. Um, but, you know, Parashand also lost contain on the Hail Mary attempt versus uh, Army that ultimately got Zion Alexander hurt. Okay. Pegasus says his pro com from Elite Neighbors is Antonio Brown. Hmm. Let me think. I guess it's a it's been a while since I've really sat down and watched AB. I will tell you this, okay. I think Malik Neighbors has what it takes to be an all-time NFL great. And if he's not an NFL Pro Bowler, that would be one of the biggest shocks ever. I mean, you know, he's he would be the number one receiver taken in last year's draft. Um, if I were to choose between him and Jamar Chase as an NFL draft prospect, I would still probably go Jamar Chase. But, I mean, I, I don't think he's that far off, man. I really don't. SMC, did you see that you won the, the Josh Williams card? I think... SMC might have accidentally rewinded the stream because I see people on the stream and then they comment on something earlier in the stream because it's easy to rewind it. So that's why it's always important when you're watching that you see the live button lit up red. Okay. I need to go to a game with Bilbo. I know Bilbo normally takes his wife, though. And he would take T-Bob before he took me. I don't remember the last time I talked to T-Bob. So I wanted to show you right here. Okay, I think it'd be better if I did it like this. Okay. So when you click and you're watching it like this, you want to see this red live button here because you can accidentally go back and you see how this live button isn't red. Right here. So it's very simple. All you got to do is click the, all you got to do is click the word live and you're always going to be where everyone else is on the live. Okay. 
shut down. I don't know, Cliff. How much does Walker Howard regret his decision? Uh, nothing would have changed for him by now. He would still be the number one backup, and I don't think he. Reg- I don't think he regrets it as much as you probably think he does because, you know, at this point, Jackson Dart is a better quarterback than Garrett Nussmeyer. I don't. I don't think anybody here would disagree with that, but. Like, Garrett Nussmeyer was really freaking good versus Wisconsin. Like, when I went back and I did my first rewatch, and like I shared earlier this week, um, it was yesterday that um, an actual play caller uh, came to my house and broke down film. Um, Adam helped me break down some, some Nico tape for some stuff I'm doing on the SEC channel. And, you know, we chatted Garrett Nussmeyer. And it's amazing how many little things he already does well. And that's why on Patreon, patreon.com slash LSU football, we've already done a Garrett Nussmeyer breakdown. All 22 breakdown of some all 22 uh, clips. And it was um, it was really good. It was really, really, really good. Jared offered me an hour before kickoff. Huh? 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 Oh, man. I've never been to Don Juan, so. I need to find a place in Baton Rouge next year to do my live shows after the game. I normally do them at Cliff's house. But I feel like I feel like we could... Draw a crowd. It might not be a Don Juan's crowd. Need for speed. The girls just won against Mizzou. That they did. Welcome to the channel, Need for Speed. So we'll take a few more here. Uh, Once again, if you super chat, we'll keep going. I do need to take a shower because I stink. I normally shower beforehand, but once again, very busy day. Had some really fun things happen to me today. It's crazy. I've been on, I've never been on Moscona show. I have been on off the bench, but. I'm mostly on there when Mario guest hosts. I have been on with T-Bob once before. And I'd love to be on with T-Bob and Hester again. That'd be great. I've gone to the studio and I've, I've hosted a show from there before. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. I do miss, there is a piece of me that does miss doing a daily radio show. What I don't miss is uh, the last time I had a daily radio show, I actually did three daily shows i did an r&b show in the morning a country show in the midday sports show in the afternoon and that was just too much um but yeah i miss miss doing daily radio country radio was fun r&b radio was fun
Why did I do those random South Carolina radio hits? Actually, I didn't do radio hits. I did full radio shows. Uh, they actually scouted me. They um, they they heard me do some shows on here, and then they heard me on Twitter. And one of those reached out. I sent in a, a, a tape. And I miss doing those shows, but I was just a fill-in guy. Um, still, um, I, I did a really, really, really popular segment uh, on there. Uh, and what was funny was like my, when I filled in my non-sports segments were the best segments. And I did one that had a ton of downloads on my theory behind, uh, Dr. Pepper. I truly do believe, and I know this now because my wife and I become Dr. Pepper addicts. Okay. I don't truly believe there are as many Dr. Pepper drinkers as there are other soft drink drinkers, right? More people when they go to restaurants will drink Coca-Cola or Sprite or anything like that. The reason why Dr. Pepper is so big is because the people that do drink it drink loads of them, right? There's people that drink five a day. Uh, so a coworker of mine at the rate at, at my old radio station would drink a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper a day. Okay. A day. And she was also a smoker. And it was to the point where the doctors were telling her, Hey, you know, your, your Dr. Pepper intake is, is the volume is doing almost as much damage as the cigs, right? You got to, drink that stuff in moderation but dr pepper when you're a dr pepper fan you are a fan fan right you're you're uh, a, a diehard right it's like a jason isbell fan there's not a whole lot of just casual jason isbell fans there's people that love his music freaking love his music not as popular as taylor swift or beyonce but there's not many casual isbell fans it's not many casual Dr. Pepper fans, okay? Dude, they, they, Dr. Pepper addicts would put that crap in IVs and inject it into their veins. So I did a radio segment on that, and I had people call in saying, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I drink 12 a day. And there's a guy who said his ex-wife started drinking them and then they got a divorce and he, I, i'd have to go back and release to it he said it was like the devil's juice or something like that and i was like i don't think it was a dr pepper <laughs> precious says baker davison chevis jackson Still, the funniest thing I saw today on Twitter, all right, and I'll leave you with this, was the, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, the name of the the kid who got offered today from West Virginia. That was the funniest thing I think I've seen in a while. I'm actually going to, when I get off of this, I'm actually going to watch. <coughs> <coughs> And and look at uh look at a few more memes for that. <laughs> uh, 
I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, "What? This this has to be. This has to be fake." And it might be. I I don't know. I saw it. I was laughing so hard, and I never even verified it. I was like, "Dang up!" <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't freaking believe it. Uh... Yes, Jared, the University of LSU. That was, that was good too. But no, this was something else. Oh. Yeah. Uh. No, uh, now there's been a few other recruits that have done the University of Louisiana thing. It's better to say University of LSU instead of University of Louisiana. Because if you're in front of, what, hundreds of thousands of people that watched the announcement, I get getting nervous, but you still said LSU. The ones that say University of Louisiana is different. Okay. The recruit who I'm going to have the most respect for, whoever this recruit is, okay, is a recruit who says, instead of for the next three to four years, for the next year or so, if I get a better transfer portal offer, but if I don't get a better transfer portal offer, for the next three to four seasons, I'm committing to whichever school. Great live stream, y'all. Once again, big congrats to SMC. Okay. This has got to stop. This is the second time. This is the second time I have been told that I sound like this guy. All right. But he did say that he's watching at 2x speed. So this doesn't count. But before someone said I sounded like this person, and that made no sense, okay? Christian Brown says he's been watching me at 2x speed, and I sound like Ben Shapiro. So I get it. Uh, sped up, I sound higher pitched. But uh, that is not someone I want to be compared to at all. Um, that's, that's just not. Um, but <laughs> I just never, never. <laughs> that I think that I would that I would say I sounded like that guy. I've been told I sound like a lot of different people. That is that is funny though. Oh, it's super. It's oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. I would debate him right now. Tell him to come debate me. I will. I will debate. I will debate him. 
Jared, Jared just two axed it. Oh, that's funny. I will, deb- I, I will, I'll debate any topic if I were to get what Ben Shapiro is probably worth like 15, 20 million, maybe. I'll debate him. Somebody send me Ben Shapiro's number. I'll call him right now. So, um, no live stream tomorrow. We don't go live on Fridays. Uh, If there is breaking news tomorrow of a hire, uh, I will go live. Unless it's tomorrow night because I am calling a basketball game tomorrow night. So, uh, if you want to hear me call a college basketball game, I go nuts. I freaking love doing it. I love doing play-by-play. It's so much fun. You know what I I said during a a live stream recently? I would love to do football play-by-play again. I really would. But, you know, a dream, uh, like, I'm just so enamored with, like, LSU women's basketball. It'd be so cool to call one of their games um, with Moki on the sideline. It'd be iconic. And Patrick Wright does a good job. Uh, but I love calling basketball. I really do. Basketball is a very fun sport to call. Had a hot take earlier today. Um, that made its rounds. I'm not super popular on Twitter. I've, I've actually done pretty well on Twitter.com. I tried to get better at Twitter, but this post has 26 likes and five reposts. All right, I'll put it up here, and then I'll let all of us go to bed. Or if you want to go to bed, you can go on and go. I'm not keeping you. I got the pronunciation. Uh, That's funny. I love it. 
All right. A few hot takes. College football playoff. This was the worst Alabama team Nick Saban has had since 2010. Amazing coaching job. If it wasn't his worst team, it was definitely one of his bottom three teams. Okay. FSU really got hosed. That's not really a hot take. I think we all agreed with that. I just think it's a hot take because it's not like Alabama was just some unreal team this year. They weren't really that good of a football team this year. Now, were they still a one-loss SEC champion? Sure. But Georgia is a far better team than Alabama. Alabama just beat them in a spot that Nick Saban has just dominated Kirby, and he just outcoached Kirby. And Georgia didn't have a healthy McConkie, a healthy Amarius Mims, a healthy Brock Bowers. Okay. Number three, healthy Jordan Travis wins the college football playoff if UGA isn't in. Okay. I truly do believe it. I think Florida State at their absolute peak with Jordan Travis wins the college football playoff. They were good enough in the trenches. I wasn't in love with their offensive line, but I think they had enough uh, to get it done. I really do think so. Okay. And I think if Florida State, healthy as a four seed, had a chance to play Michigan, I think Florida State would have beat Michigan. I do. Right? The Florida State team we saw in week one, and I know what people are going to say. Well, Carter, they, they, they struggled during the season. Yeah, so did Michigan. So did Michigan. Okay. Number four, Georgia wins the CFP if they were in. This is the most confident I've been about any of these. They were the best team in college football this season. They lose by three to a very talented Nick Saban, Alabama Crimson Tide team in a spot where Nick Saban has just dominated Kirby. And he just outcoached Kirby, right? So Georgia was the best team in college football. And I, I think I think they would have won the college football playoff if they were if they were in. And Vegas would have them favored over everyone in the country if they were playing on a neutral field. And the number five, this is um, not a hot take at all. I mean, it's just the truth. This is the best championship matchup the college football playoff could have asked for. And that was more of the point of number five. I think it's a really good thing for the sport that no SEC team is in the final. And no Ohio State team is in the final. The sport has just been dominated by the Southeastern teams and Ohio State. We got two teams that one of one is a pretty good recruiter, but not an, an elite, elite recruiter in Michigan. And the other is not an elite recruiter at all, but, you know, well-coached, well-put-together team. Okay. One thing I do want to include, though, and this is something I brought up about Jaden Daniels before, but... Jaden is only a year five QB. I do think it's something, you know, Michael Penix looked absolutely amazing. Uh, he took his game to another level in the playoff, and he deserves a lot of credit for it. But being a year six quarterback is such an advantage, and Jordan Travis was a year six guy as well. Um, 
So I, I think that advantage has definitely helped Washington going into this year. Okay. I have to shut down my SEC channel now. Huh? 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 I, I have gotten I've gotten into a TOV recently in some of these late night discussions. And that's the good thing about it. I've known I've known Vet for a while, by the way. So he and I have gotten into some intense Florida State SEC debates. I know Pegasus has been on his side of it as well, but I think it's good for the sport. I do. I do. But if you actually go break down Alabama season, it really was wild that Nick Saban got this team to where they were. I mean, they barely beat Arkansas. I mean, it was a miracle versus Auburn. Milro was more ugh, than good. If you actually sit down and watch the Tennessee game, you'll see how many big misses Joe Milton had in that game and how many calls went Alabama's way. So I I, I got to be real. It's weird. Palermo, I see you. I appreciate you, Palermo. You've been here from start to finish. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck to Blake Baker. Hope he makes the right decision. Whatever he feels is the right decision. If it does come down to him and his choice. Either way, I am very hopeful for the future of LSU football. Got to get this higher right, baby. Let's go. It is. Power. Power. LSU. Boom. Appreciate you guys sharing my stuff. And tonight, oh, it's tacos, night two. We'll see you on Saturday for the Bryce Underwood uh, commitment. We'll do a video on Bryce Underwood. Let's freaking go. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Uh, Chad to our top super chatters tonight. TJ, Sibs, Steve, SMC. Roy Kent, Tiger Boy, Jared, Grant, Grant, Mikey, and Jay Red. Also, our Vimos and Cash Apps. That includes Danny Girl. That includes Tyler. That includes Kedrick. I really do appreciate you guys. And tonight we're doing tacos. Night three. Let's go. Cool.